it's Mo back with another episode of Mo Way's Corner. I hope you guys are super excited about um, the things I'm going to talk about today. I am going to kind of diverse a little bit from the black culture and kind of go into some things that I've seen while doing my um, Bible plans. Um, I do have the Holy Bible app on my phone and then there's there's plans on here that you can do um, daily that covers different topics like fear depression hope anger healing anxiety and love and there's a hundred different more um, but those are just a couple and they're usually like three five or seven days long you might find some that are 10 days um, it just depends on which one you choose um, but they're definitely good I do a couple um, depending on the um, way I'm feeling or if I'm going through a certain thing I just pick whichever one and then pick like you pick the topic and then there's different plans and then the different plans have different days and then there's like a devotional that you can read and then scriptures and everything like that so I've been doing those and I found some things that I would like to share. I was supposed to share them in season one, but that didn't happen. So since we're doing black culture, I know a lot of um, people in our community, our black community may be going through some things. And for us, it's kind of hard to talk about either with our family, friends, or whatever the case may be, because they feel like we shouldn't be going through this certain stuff. Or they always say, oh, black people don't go through that. Black people don't go through that. You never know. So it's like even uh, for young adults or even teenagers, you got to start. We got to start talking to them about certain things um, as far as like the suicide, the bullying and, you know, drugs or whatever the case may be. We need to start talking to them to them about things because they don't always open up to the parents or to us because they're in fear of being judged which is not a good thing because that's how situations turn into even worse situations so definitely if you're going through something just please listen or you know just reach out to me if you really need to talk I don't mind you know just being a listening a listening ear or shoulder to cry on or whatever you need me to be your therapist or I can do the best I can with that I'm, you know, not certified or anything like that, but I could do the best I can with giving you advice. Um, so just listen. And if you want to know the app again, I'll definitely say it again at the end. But you can also, you know, get the scriptures and highlight them. I My whole Bible is mostly highlighted. So it's just some things that I wanted to share. And we're going to go ahead and get into it. So the first thing I wanted to share is um, a devotional about faith people. Faith people build you up and move you closer to being the person God created you to be. Feed your faith and encourage you to pursue your God-given dreams. Are lovingly honest with you and will be strong when you are weak. And God wants you to love everyone you come in contact with, but you have to make sure you are surrounding yourself with more people who fill your life than people who drain your life. Don't just fall thoughtlessly into relationships. Now, I know I've done that in the past. And I've had to admit that to myself a few times because I didn't know what it was um, at first. So I was always like ready to be in a relationship and ready to be with somebody. And it's not always the best thing. Um, 
So now I've learned to not be in a relationship and be by myself. I do a lot of things by myself. I go to the movies. I go out to eat. I go to the grocery store or I go to the mall or whatever the case is. I just learned how to do stuff on my own now instead of always calling someone and be like, oh, can you come out with me and da 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 So I actually love doing stuff by myself. I don't really care. I'm spending my money that I'm making and doing the work to get and I'm just enjoying it I'm enjoying you know spending time with me getting to know more about me so it's always a good thing um I have two scriptures that I want to share that went went with that and one is Romans 8 5 for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh but they that are are after the spirit the things of the spirit and then Proverbs 1320 he that walketh with wise men shall be wise but a companion of fools shall be destroyed those are the two that went with that one and so you know definitely like i said get the app for sure or read your bible so you you know if you hear the scripture um if you need to rehear the scripture again definitely go do that um so another one i have is relax in your loneliness and your aloneness um, God made us to be relational beings. Without a companion, we will feel lonely. Not recognizing this will place blinders around your eyes. Indeed, loneliness might be one of the strongest causes of poor dating. So what can you do? Relax in your aloneness. Learn to trust, learn to trust God with your loneliness. Face it head on and manage it responsibly. Talk to God about it. Spend time with your friends and refuse to let the fear of loneliness dictate your dating decisions. To cope with the breakup, many jump into a rebound relationship, but that just masks the pain. To move out of your pain well, you must first sit in it. You can't sidestep the pit. You must recognize your hurt, your loneliness, your despair, and call out to God for help as you walk through it. By contrast, how will you know when you are relaxing in your aloneness, when you recognize your loneliness but don't need to find another person to resolve the feeling, when you aren't overwhelmed by a profound sense of failure, inadequacy, or being unwanted, and when fear, guilt, and discontent don't control your decisions or push you to search for a partner? That's, that's, that right there is deep because a lot of a lot of people whether it be black white whatever don't know how to just sit in their stuff like even when they're going through something they don't know how to sit in it even when this relationship based they don't know how to sit in it they just want to all right so that didn't work out i'm gonna go here so that didn't work out i'm gonna get with this person so that didn't work out i'm gonna get with the next person so that didn't work out i'm gonna go on and so forth and one, you won't be able to re- figure out why the last relationship didn't work out because you're on to the next one. You won't figure out why that relationship didn't work out because you're on to the next one. And then so basically with you not figuring out either what you did wrong or what is going on with you that made that relationship in the way it ended or whatever the case may be, you're taking that basically baggage on to the next relationship, the next relationship, and the next relationship. 
So then you're wondering why, oh, you're wondering why, oh, this guy don't want to be with me or this guy just up and left. He don't talk to me. He don't do this. He don't do that. He don't do this. But maybe it's not the guy. Maybe it's you and vice versa for men as well. Maybe it's not the woman. Maybe it's you, but you're not looking at yourself or reflecting on yourself and trying to see what is going on with you and why these relationships are going the way they're going. And it took me a while to learn that as well, because I was doing the same thing. I would be a certain way and then I would be done with that person and then give it a few months, be on to the next person. Same thing. Bring whatever I couldn't figure out in the last relationship into the new relationship. And then that would end, get a few months and then be on to the next one. So I recently had to sit back think okay mo mo this is what you do in this situation or this is what you did in this situation this is what you did in this situation and this is what you did in this situation and then you put them all together and you realize oh that's why because I was this Oh, that's why. Because I felt like this. Oh, that's why. Because I felt like this. And then you have a long list of things that you finally realize what you were doing and how often you were doing them. And now you can see why your relationships didn't work out. So now you have to sit down, sit in your stuff, sit in your shit, and kind of knock it off the list. Learn how to fix it. Learn how to control it. Learn how to not let certain things push you over the edge or whatever the case is. But you have to learn that about yourself. And sometimes it takes the relationships to go or for you to be in relationships and to learn what's going on or what you were doing wrong or why you were feeling this certain way. It's not easy, but you have to sit in it and go down the list. It's going to be hard, but you got to do it. And then once you figure that out, then you just be alone. Be by yourself. Learn more about you. It's all about learning you because before you can love anybody else, you have to love yourself. And I mean, you have to love everything about yourself. Everything. And if there's things in yourself that you have to change while you're while you're alone, you can do that. But don't try to still be working on yourself and then say, oh, I'm going to hop into a relationship. Honey, you're not done working on yourself. And that man or that woman is is not. They're not. They're just not. Because if, if they've already worked on themselves and they're already okay with themselves, they're ready to get in a relationship if that's the case. But if you, man or woman, as ain't finished working on yourself and you try to hop into a relationship the same reasons why your last relationships ended is going to be the same reasons why this relationship is going to end because you haven't fixed it you haven't worked on it hard enough you haven't been by yourself long enough because a month two months three months four months that ain't gonna help and i feel like that's not enough time to love and get to know who you truly are it's not because in them three four months you still getting to know the other person you still trying to love whatever you can love about them 
or like about them. But you're not realizing like, dang, shoot, there's stuff still in me that I see in them, but I don't see it in me because you haven't found it. You haven't been with yourself long enough. Okay, so um, with cohabitating couples, uh, research has confirmed that it increases the risk of divorce by 50%, value their independence rather than an interdependent relationship, are less sexually trustworthy, have more negative attitudes about marriage, have lower religious commitment, break up at a rate of 50% before marrying. Unfortunately, trial marriage often has a trial commitment. Have lower marital quality and commitment if they do marry. Are tempted to slide into marriage. We're living together and sharing a bus pass. Why not get hitched instead of making a conscious decision to throw their entire selves into marriage? Uh, with the stages of um, managing your sexual temptations, um, they have different strategies. It says the number one is get accountable. You must invite others to help you stay accountable to your goal of sexual purity. Giving someone you trust permission to randomly ask both of you about your behavior. Let God define sex when someone says, did you have sex? What we hear is, did you have intercourse? That's unfortunate for many reasons. First, it implies that we can engage in all other forms of sexual touch, including oral sex and manual stimulation to orgasm and think we haven't had sex. But Ephesians 4.19 clarifies that the definition of sexual of sex includes sensual behavior, a broad range of sexual behaviors and lust. And. The issue here is not can we touch here or there. The issue is keeping sexuality in its proper place. Second, it lulls us to sleep about how far we can go and still be safe. And third, it turns sexuality into a legalistic game of avoiding sin rather than a spiritual matter of trust and discipleship. Understand that there is no reverse in sex. Have you noticed that sex only has a forward gear? Once a break once you break a certain touch barrier, you'll you'll quickly return to it and will never be satisfied backing up. Date in public, being in a private place, home, hotel, or apartment explodes sexual temptation because no one is watching. However, I've never seen a couple having sex on the table in McDonald's. If you date, date in a group, being with other couples adds accountability, but it also offers objectivity as you consider this person through the eyes of others you trust agree to a purity covenant couples who can't talk about their sexual temptations are destined to fall prey to them but don't just acknowledge them discuss the values behind purity and agree to a plan consider drafting a written purity covenant that details your values and plan a simple a sample is available in the book um they had a book example that was at the bottom of that but I feel like our generation um, being, I guess, me being 23, I guess anybody that is 23 or younger and a few years older, um, it's a lot of cohabitating, we'll call it. There's a lot of 
um, we live together, but we're not married or we have kids and we're not married. But some of us, I mean, I'm going to say us because I'm going to include myself. Some of us, I don't think we really understand what that means because marriage is an important thing and yes of course I want to be married yes of course I want to have kids but before I do any of that especially the kids part I tell anybody and anyone knows this about me that I would like to at least be engaged or married before we have kids so and that whole thing like the cohabitating and all that people have their different views because some people might tell you well I want to live together so I can see if I can live with this person I want to live together because I'm tired of going back and forth from his house to my house from my house to his house and you don't realize that some of that stuff if you're thinking about marriage some of that stuff that you learn about a person while living with them that's what destroys the relationship that's what destroys the the dreams of getting married that's what destroys you know a lot of things because then now you're like i really wanted to marry this person but shoot they don't even put their dirty clothes in the hamper they just put them on the side I really wanted to marry this person, but they always use all the toothpaste and then don't replace it. Dang, I wanted to marry this person, but they don't even clean up the kitchen after they cook or after they drink out of a glass or whatever the case may be. But you want to marry that person. That's the love of your life, and that's that's everything. And me being the way I was raised... And the things that I were taught, I was taught. I don't want to live with somebody if we're not married. Because first of all, I want my own space. I don't want you in my space. If I if I'm already in a relationship with you, I'm fine with going back and forth. As long as we got cars, as long as both of us got gas, I'm good. But as far as you coming into my home and invading my space. And we just together or we just having sex or we just doing whatever. I'm not, no, I'm not ready for that yet. I don't want to do that unless there's a ring on my finger or we didn't already be, we didn't already got married or whatever. And I want to do, I want to do everything together. Like stuff like that, like as far as um, once I get married, as far as um, building a house or getting a house, picking out a house, whatever the case may be, decorating the house and everything like that. I want to do that together. I want to do that as a married couple because then I have to, we have to put our ideas together, intertwine them and make sure it's what we really want and what we really like. But you have to be careful with that. And yeah, you may have some parents that, hey, go do it. It don't matter. Go ahead, girl. Uh, And then that's how how people get pregnant. That's how, one, that's how people get pregnant. 
And then if you think about it, your grandparents are like that. Like, your grandparents are like, well, y'all shouldn't be shacking or cohabitating or whatever you want to call it. You just have to be careful because that can also destroy a relationship as well. That's all I'm saying. Um, Decisions about marriage. So how do we know if we should get married is a question that you hear often. Um, What you are looking for is confidence in your relationship, conviction that you are willing to give your life away in the loving service of the other or commitment. Uh, You trust that your partner is willing to do the same. And if children are involved and educated, objective sense that they are responsibly, they are not responsibly, reasonably open to your union and new family and that their emotional, psychological and spiritual health will be well served by your marriage. That's another thing, too, because especially if you have um, blended families, like, say, the uh, white, the woman has children and maybe the guy has children or only one of them and vice versa. Um, You definitely want to be careful with that because you hear stories where women get into relationships and they have kids and the person that they're with is sexually abusing the child. Or, you know, there's even been some where the child has been killed by the significant other and so you you want to make sure if any kids are involved that they're okay with it like they're okay with the union they're okay with you know having a stepmom or having a stepdad or you know being a brother and sister or stepbrother and sister with their kids if they have any and vice versa so you definitely want to be careful and you definitely want to be careful too being the person that's going in and you don't have any children because at that point it's going to be a lot of trying to please the child trying to make sure the child is comfortable or the children are comfortable Um, because with me if I ever it's kind of hard to find a 23 year old that doesn't have any kids like just have zero They might be a little older, but anybody my age, it's hard to find somebody that doesn't already have kids. I mean, there's some out there that don't, but it's some that do. And I'm not talking just one. They got two, three. And then, you know, the mother is, you know, still around or, you know, the mother has an issue with you. So I feel like if you're the person that's going into a situation or a relationship or a marriage or whatever, and you don't have any kids, but the other person does, my advice I would suggest before taking that next step, as a woman, I would sit down with the mother and talk to the mother. And, you know, so you guys have an understanding of, you know, because it's always it's always on both sides. They want to know who's going to be around their child, which is understandable because I want to know, too. But that is why I suggest to the women and the men to sit down with the mother or father 
and you know set not set boundaries but you may have to but also you know just kind of have an understanding of the situation um so they know you know certain things or whatever the case may be because you do have a lot of situations where the um mom and the stepmom actually get along as long as they ain't harming my child as long as they ain't you know talking to my child crazy i'm okay y'all can do whatever y'all want she can take it wherever she want and i don't have an issue with that and same thing on the father's side but i feel like for guys it's harder i don't know why because i'm not a guy but i feel like for guys it's harder because it's always i don't want that dude around my kids and i don't want to do this and this and this and this but guys also have to understand that at that point it is about your child but you got to let that woman be happy Uh, you got to let that man be happy and you can't make their life miserable because of how y'all ended up because y'all not together And then that way, when it comes time for birthday parties, Christmas, uh, school dances, and homecomings, proms, graduations, the four of y'all can both sit in a row together, be in a room together, and not be looking at each other sideways and saying little smart stuff under your breath and all that other stuff. It'll be like a big old happy blended family and everything will be good but n- never make that child or those children feel uncomfortable because y'all can't be adults y'all can't put the pride to the side the issues to the side and just come in and do what y'all need to do for that baby for those babies so if you or anybody you know is going through this right now take my advice Sit down with the mom or the dad. And y'all can all sit down together. I mean, it don't necessarily have to be a one-on-one thing. Y'all can all sit down together as well. But definitely have that conversation. Because it's going to be a conversation that is going to be needed. And it has to happen. Because your child or your children are the main focus. And if they feel uncomfortable, that should make you feel uncomfortable. And if they're feeling uncomfortable and can't talk to you about it, things happen. And I don't want to see those things happen to those kids. I don't want to see, you know, times where parents and step-parents can't all be in the same room together. Because it hurts. No, it sucks. Because you'll have the child that say, Mom, I want to invite... so-and-so but dad don't like him so what am i supposed to do or dad i want to invite so-and-so but mom don't like her what i'm supposed to do and the kids could love the the your significant other on both sides men and women but they ain't trying to do nothing because they don't want to upset the mom they don't want to upset the dad so you got to like I said, boundaries or have those conversations. So that was all I got today, y'all. 
I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know it was pretty long, but I just wanted to uh, wanted to share that with you guys because it had been in my photos for the longest. So next week we back at it with the black culture thing. Uh, let me know if you guys have any biz- black uh, businesses that you want to promote or you want me to promote or shout out or whatever it is. If you have your own black businesses or business or brand or whatever the case is, please let me know ASAP, ASAP, ASAP so I can go ahead and shout you out because it's all about the black culture, black entrepreneurs, black businesses, all black everything like I told y'all in the first episode. So um i am mo and this is mo way's corner and i'm out peace hey what's up everybody it's your girl mo back with another episode of mo way's corner i know it's been a few weeks since i last put out an episode and I definitely do apologize to you guys about that Uh, it was the holiday season or it is still the holiday season but Thanksgiving was coming up so I was getting prepared to go back home to Michigan on my trip so um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the previous episodes of the show um, from season one and the few from season two Uh, So I'm picking it back up with the part two of the extinction, the killing of black America as far as our black men go. So I'm just going to go through some more of those um, situations and talk about, um, you know, basically how I feel when it comes to, you know, the police and different things like that as far as, you know us not always being uh, guilty us not giving the second chance to you know explain ourselves or whatever the case is but I definitely just want to go through a few more of those incidents and just let you guys know when and bring awareness to the situations that you guys did not see in the news or anywhere online so The first person I'm going to talk about today is Eric Logan. He was 54 years old. He was killed on June 16th this year, 2019, in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, Police responded to a report of a suspicious person who was going through cars. Uh, He was confronted by officers in a vehicle. He exited the car with a knife raised officers name and race were not released um so nobody knows who they were they were black white whatever um sergeant ryan o'neill did not activate the body cam against city policy so he, he that body cam was supposed to be on and so basically there is no evidence of what happened on that day june 16th Uh, The family sued the city and the officer claimed the officer violated Eric's civil rights, blamed the city for non-proper training, supervising, control, and discipline. So, basically, like I said, you know, Sergeant Ryan O'Neill did not 
have his body camera on so there's no evidence there so we don't really know what happened in the case of eric logan so we don't know what happened to him pretty much all we know is you know what was released and that's probably not even a full story so we just definitely really have to be careful um when it comes to police encounters and especially if you're around um, a police situation that involves any african-american any person of color please i know they say we shouldn't you know we should be helping that person and not having our phones out but at this time and this moment um where we are our phones are now you know recording devices um and basically something that can get the get the evidence out there yes you know it may get nerve-wracking for some people because they see us taking out our phones and recording but at the end of the day nobody will know what's going on unless somebody is recording that incident that scene um i watch cop watch america on bet and it is definitely definitely a show to watch because you honestly see um the activists going out there and you know being first on the scene when they hear something over the radios and you know they always have their cameras out their phones out and they're ready to record they're getting you know the witness and the witness they're uh they're the witness i'm sorry and they're getting the victim and the police you know interaction so they're there when everything first goes down um in one episode that it, it was a situation where they had a guy cuffed and he was innocent like he wasn't even the person who did whatever they accused him of doing and they would not have known if the girls it was some girls out there that were passing by wouldn't have said hey you know that's not him the guy that did it went this way or whatever the case was but it's definitely a good show to watch if you guys don't watch it definitely um tune in i think it comes on on tuesdays or wednesdays on bet and it's called cop watch so it's definitely a good show um the second uh young man that i'm gonna talk about is gregory hill jr he was 30 years old he was killed in Fort Pierce, Florida on January 14th, back in 2014, in his garage. Um, a noise complaint was called in by parents from the school across the street because he lived like directly across the street from, I think it was elementary or middle school. Um, opened the garage, he opened the garage and then closed it once he seen it was the police and they fired their weapons. Uh, officers claimed he had a handgun and he raised it and then closed the garage. One officer fired four shots into the garage, striking him in the head, abdomen, and groin. The officer was not charged, but there was a wrongful death lawsuit. So, I don't think, I think when I was reading that one, I don't think that they found a weapon or if they did, it wasn't like with him in that moment. So it was kind of like they were going off of what happened. And, you know, honestly, it's, it was just a crazy experience. Because you in these times when you encounter a police officer or a police force or whatever, maybe it's one, two, three, 
police officers. You never know what's going to happen. So it's like as as people of color, African-American, whatever, we tense up, we get nervous, we start to shake, anxiety goes out the window, hearts beat heart hearts beat fast, and we kind of, you know, don't really know what's going to happen. Like I said in the last show, every time I encounter a police, well, I've never encountered a police, but I mean um, encounter as far as riding beside me or behind me, I automatically get nervous. Like I automatically start to shake. My anxiety goes out the window because I don't know if I'm getting pulled over. I don't know what's going to happen. So it's just kind of now it's natural for African-Americans or people of color to kind of get a little shaky when they get into contact with the police because you never know if that's going to be your last conversation, um, last words, last, you know, breath or whatever the case is. So you kind of just have to be careful. And I tell whoever I'm around that all the time, especially uh, younger kids that I come in contact with, you have to be careful when it comes to police encounters because right now they don't care about us. They don't care. They're not worried about our families that that'll have to grieve after we're gone. If that happens, they, they just don't care. And they're killing us because for them, I feel like it's nothing else better to do. So they're finding um, different things to catch us for and blame us for just so they can kill us. Um, the third person I'm going to talk about, his name is Brandon Weber. He was 20 years old. He was shot 20 times by U.S. Marshals in Memphis, Tennessee. He was supposedly wanted for multiple warrants. While attempting to stop Brandon, they say he rammed his vehicle into their vehicles multiple times before exiting with the weapon. So again, we don't really know what happened in that situation. Um, He was wanted for warrants, so there was no reason why they had to shoot him or anything like that. Um, as far as having a weapon, you know, nobody knows, honestly, because I feel like police officers shoot first and ask questions later when it's too late. And when they shoot, they're shooting to kill. They're not shooting to injure and then ask questions. So at the end of the day, um, they're shooting and then there's no consequences. There's no consequences for the victim and there's no consequences for the officers and it's not I'm not putting blame on the victim but at the same time you know it could have been handled a different way and like I said we don't know if there was a weapon we don't know if he had any form of a weapon we don't know it's just we get what they put out because they tend to tamper with evidence tamper with statements change statements you know cut stuff out of statements and videos and everything like that 
So I feel like in situations like these, you never really get the full story because something is always cut out, cropped out, edited out, or whatever the case is. So just kind of have to go with what witnesses tell you, with what officers tell you, and what you know about the person whose life was taken. Number four um, is Jimmy Atchison. He was 21 years old, shot and killed by police officer Sung Kim on January 22nd, 2019. They were trying to serve a warrant and they say that Jimmy ran from ran from them and into another apartment complex. Now, this young man was actually one of the stories on Cop Watch cuz it happened in Georgia. And I seen, you know, his family on there and it was just kind of like horrifying to see. And it was just a lot of stuff that was awkward and weird about the whole situation. And I mean, it, it it's traumatizing for, you know, the family members that were in the house when it happened and you know if he had kids anything like that so it was definitely a traumatizing moment but these are like I said these are things that are not being told in the national news I don't even know if they're being told in their local news so I want you guys to be aware of it because you know I don't want this to be somebody that I know, somebody that I'm close to, a family member, um, somebody that is a member of a friend's family or anything like that. So that's why I'm making you guys aware and telling you guys to please be careful when it comes to police encounters. Um, And the last person I want to talk about, um, his name is Emantic E.J. Fitzgerald Bradford Jr. He was also 21 years old. He was shot by police while trying to save people from a shooter at an Alabama mall Thanksgiving night, 11 um, November 22nd, 2018. Officer did not face any charges. The state's attorney general says the officer reasonably exercised his power when shooting EJ three times. They thought EJ was the shooter and thought he was going to kill someone who he was really trying to help. Now, in looking at this specific case, there's a video that goes with this. And in the video, you can see him kneeling over somebody. He still had the gun out, yes. But he was trying to help the person that was on the floor. And he was trying to figure out where the shooter went. And they took that as him actually being the shooter. So they decided to shoot him. And as you heard, there were no charges against the officer because he reasonably exercised his will to shoot. Again, you guys, they are shooting and asking questions later or shooting and don't have to ask any questions at all because there's no victim or to ask. All they're asking are witnesses and witnesses are saying he was just trying to help. He was just trying to help. He was helping me. He asked where the shooter was or whatever the case is. 
but they shot him because he looked like the shooter or he looked like he was going to kill somebody i don't know what a shooter looks like because it, it, and i don't know what somebody who wants to kill someone looks like but i feel like i don't care if there is a weapon if it's not being pointed at you or pointed in your direction you should be asking questions he was trying to save the people in that mall and those officers and that that officer shot him because they thought why is it always a thought like why is there never any facts into why police officers are shooting there's never any facts oh he had a gun search search the victim there was no gun found oh he was gonna pull out a weapon search the victim the weapon was a hairbrush a comb a phone they don't care and they won't ever care about what they're doing to us because they're trying to make us extinct and that's it and that's hard to say as a african-american female a black female a young black female because I, I get scared. I get scared for myself. I get scared for my dad. I get scared for my nephew, my sister, grandparents, moms, all that. I get scared for all of us because I never know what's going to happen. I never know if I'll get a call saying, you know, something happened to anyone, any of them. And it, and it sucks and it's scary, you know, to know that my nephew will have to grow up in the world that we're in and my kids will have to grow up in the world that we're in. And I just wish I could protect my nephew and my kids, unborn kids, with everything in me and tell them no matter what happens, make sure you call or you record or whatever the case is you do when you come encounter with the police and i would tell anybody out there right now who's listening to the show i don't care if you getting pulled over and the officer may seem as nice as pie if you are african-american person of color if you get stopped by the police routine traffic stop even you coming out of somewhere and they stop you or whatever the case is record yourself if you can if you cannot have somebody record for you or facetime somebody if you can facetime or call somebody and have them on the phone with you through the entire traffic stop situation or whatever let them know hey i'm being stopped by the police i just wanted to call so you can see what's going on or call so you can hear what's going on and what's being said so that way somebody somewhere has evidence or can be a witness to what happened if anything were to happen to you if you are a female African-American woman of color 
and you get stopped at night, please go somewhere where there's light and you can see both you and the officer and record, call, whatever. Because one, us black women are getting kidnapped out here. So make sure as women, you got pepper spray, mace, um, a taser, uh, you got a pocket knife, a shank, or something. Carry something with you because they do not care about that either. They're taking all of us. And just, like I said, just make sure when you get stopped that you're somewhere in the light where you and the officer as well can see. And just protect yourself at all times. Go take self-defense classes. You know, go to the shooting range. If you want to get a weapon, make sure you get it the right way. And, you know, take your classes to get your um, certificate and everything like that or your license to carry and all that. So that way you have it and you can carry it and use it as self-defense if you need to. And that's just that's just it. You know, you definitely want to make sure you are protected at all times. And especially um, the men in your life, make sure, you know, if you can, somebody walks you to your car at night or, you know, whatever the case is. But always, always, always make sure that you have something, you know, with you. If you're walking to your car late at night, make sure you got your keys out. Don't be fumbling with your keys. Make sure when you get to the house, if it's dark and you got to unlock the door, if you don't park in the garage, make sure you have your keys out. Everything, because you never know. So definitely, definitely, please be safe. Be careful. And be protective of you. When you walk into your car, make sure you look around. Know all your surroundings. Look in the back of your car, in the back seat. Look under your car uh, when you when you're walking to it, and you know just make sure the the coast is clear before you get in and drive away. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion part two of extinction: the killing of Black America. I love you guys. I will be back with another episode next week. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, It's almost Christmas, y'all. It's December. It's about to be a whole nother decade. It's almost 2020. So uh, definitely want to have big things coming in 2020 for sure with the show. As far as having guests, you know, and getting some different opinions. We're gonna, I'm going to get some some new topics to speak on i know it's a lot gonna be going on uh you know in 2020 for a lot of people especially as um young black entrepreneurs i'm definitely excited and proud of what i've been seeing uh with a lot of different businesses out there you know and i I definitely want to let you guys know that i see you and i'm proud of you and you make me proud you know so i love you guys i'll see y'all next week peace